the night ended with Coulson wearing a uh, like jester hat, and uh, well, I sent him videos afterwards that he he was not aware of at the time. So. <laughs> I mean, he he knew he consented to the recording, but uh, had no recollection. <laughs> was he really of of sound mind or sound body? <laughs> That's for the course to decide. Matter at that point. <laughs> Do you need to be of sound mind and body to be a jester? Might be counterproductive. <laughs> Yeah, I think really it's a, you know, a prerequisite to not be of sound mind yeah. everybody mm-hmm. to be a jester. They could throw, they could fire you for that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> Who doesn't love the bounce castle? <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is October 11th and this is episode 477. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss more Victor Oladipo rumors, and uh, we're going to discuss the update in the NBA Finals. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the birthplace of Victor Oladipo, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What's up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to that fly who <laughs> really has been the, the lone bright spot in politics. In 2020? A long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a rising star in the political world. <laughs> Meteoric <then> rise. <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Um, big shout out to, uh, the doctor. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks, man. Happy birthday. Um, this week, uh, Colson said he didn't want to celebrate it. He's boycotting your birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As is his standard fare. This has been his stance since, uh, I turned 37. I don't understand why. <laughs> He also fled the state. Yeah. Uh, I think it just <laughs> seemed extreme this year. Well, I mean, have see... you seen the COVID numbers in Indianapolis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we just, yeah, uh, October 10th uh, was the, the high we've had in the, in the state. You better watch um, that glass house over there, D.C. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Boise also record highs on Friday. So uh, Really? Yeah. We, okay. are, uh, we represent collective COVID failure. Okay. Mm. Let's see. Let me pull up my my stats. I've been posting on our stats as we get new records. Um, Nineteen hundred forty five cases on October tenth. So the eleventh was a, was down to fifteen hundred. So yeah, 
but the uh, the seven day average is is not pretty, unless you're a, a big fan of the virus. We also have the nation's highest positive test rate last week. So, mm. great. Well, so I'm guessing we're moving to stage six next. I don't know what yes. that means, but uh, potatoes are not a preventative. Is what we're learning. Huh? <laughs> Norris corn. <laughs> corn, corn <laughs> Damn, staple foods. <laughs> well, before we get into our show, we'd like to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. Uh, it doesn't cost anything extra, but if you hit the link in the show notes or go to theundebeatables.com slash Amazon, a small percentage uh, of your uh, purchase gets uh, back to us and helps support what we do. Um and by the way, guys, a big holiday coming up here. Speaking of that, uh, I know what you're thinking. Columbus Day. No, obviously not. Apparently, uh, that's still on the schedules. Uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, which is uh, uh, now next to it, uh, sharing the same day. Um, I'm talking about Prime Day. It's uh, <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm. Get, your, get, your, get your deals on if you're into that sort of thing. And I like how... Like, they they couldn't um, limit Prime Day to a single day. It's Mm-mm. too big of an event. <laughs> yep, it's bigger than Indigenous Peoples Day and Columbus Day, mm-hmm. for sure. I feel like those holidays are canceling each other out somehow. <laughs> You're right. We've got <laughs> we've just got, like uh, the, in history, you know. Yeah. Right. All right, guys, we talked about this last week. Uh, there had been some rumors of Oladipo potentially going to Miami. Um, the new ones, Jason, you were telling me about these, are, are that there's interest from New York, uh, New York Knicks, um, which my first thought is, of course they should be interested. He's a good player. Like, that should in itself not be news because they should have essentially interest in any good player. But there are specifics out there now. Um uh, what did you hear about this, JT? Well, right. So uh, the Knicks GM, who I'm Googling his name right now because I forget his name, uh, or president of basketball operations, one of those two, a, a decision maker for the Knicks, was actually working with the Magic when they drafted Oladipo. And he uh, fell in love with Oladipo at the time, of course, and apparently holds, holds these uh, loves for a long time. Like I hold grudges, you know. <laughs> um, so, for instance, he he liked he drafted Mary Ho- Mario Hazonia, and I think uh, brought in Mario Hazonia. So, um, but the rumor that I heard was that the Knicks looking to sort of shift their uh, direction, I guess, are willing to give up some of their future assets, current and future assets, I guess, for Oladipo. The trade I heard was. Two first-round picks, two future first-round picks, let's say in the next, whatever, three years. Uh, And Julius Randle, who's a decent player, and uh, Frankie Smokes, Nitlikina, Nitlikina, something like that. I can never pronounce his last name. Nitlikki, is that right? Sure, that guy. Point guard. Okay, (laughs) that's not so good. Um, And so I was just curious as as I was listening to to these rumors i was like uh would i don't know would would we do this deal would harper what do you think um 
I mean, if you're going to trade Victor Oladipo, there's certainly stuff to like there. Um, sure. And it would also send, uh, you know, Victor Oladipo to the Knicks, which, if he's actually demanding a trade, um, is is where I think Pacers should have to go if they <laughs> demand a trade from us. Sure. Um, I don't know anything about either of those draft classes, <laughs> so I don't know how good that draw really is. Um, I, but for what it is, it, it's certainly not the worst thing that would be out there. It gives us a chance to you know pick up and develop some good talent at a place presumably much higher in the draft order than we're used to. Uh, I think if we get this year's pick, it would be the number eight overall is where they're sitting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess that, yeah, the Pacers are immediately in this quandary of, you know, if Oladipo's going to leave, do you do you need to get somebody back uh, for him before he bolts? And so what's the best package that you can get? Would you, Joey, would you want, um, you know, to build for the future? Or would you try, would, would you be more interested in trading for, an established player, I guess, of some level that we, another team is willing to get rid of, I guess. I, I guess, it, and I, I hate that I feel this way, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm, I hate that I'm, I feel like I've been burned in the past by, you know, anybody who's solid, they eventually want to get out of here. Hmm. Um, it's been a long time since we've had a, you know, top tier guy that's stuck around for a long time and sometimes it's good they leave but uh um i mean yeah i guess if you want to go you know if you're going to make a trade you know you got to decide what your your if you have that centerpiece now or if you got to go get that Mm um you know i think you got to make that decision before you act um, you know, if it's not Old Depot, if he if he wants to go, um, you know, is it Miles Turner? Uh, is it T.J. Warren? You know, you know, is are those discussions about uh, uh, Miles Turner being unhappy? Are those you know founded as well? Um, because if he wants to get out, then he's like, well, we got to go somewhere else. And and you know, I don't know what we have. Like T.J. Warren was great. You know what? how far can you go if he's your best player? I mean, if he plays like he did in the bubble, then you can go pretty far. Sure. But, uh, you know, but who knows how long that's going to last. So, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm sort of inclined to, to go for the future. Um, but I mean, the, the other thing too, with like, and I guess part of it's like, if, if, if Victor wants to, if Victor wants to, uh, you know, get rings, you know, I got news for you. The, the New York Knicks are not the place, so it's going to be a, a rental for him anyway. Uh, unless they're going to, you know, uh, you know, build a super team real quick. Um, and I don't feel like they have the infrastructure to, to manage it, even if they could sign the players. Um, so I don't I mean, but I guess I don't really care who we're, we're sent. If we're going to send him out, I guess I don't really care who, we're, who he's going to go to unless it's, you know, in, in the uh, central division. But uh, I guess I'd go for the future, you know, unless unless we, we are super high on T.J. Warren or, uh, or or Miles Turner, 
you know, that uh, they're the ones to build around. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, it's a tough decision. I guess the Pacers have, you know, outside of Oladipo, three to four building block type players, right? Um, so Brogdon is a guy that yeah. we just signed yeah. and is young and is solid. And so Brogdon and Sabonis probably would be your young core with TJ Warren right there and Miles Turner. Um, it does seem that uh, I don't I don't know what our future of uh, starting Turner and Sabonis alongside one another is. I think even as successful as they can be, um, at some point the numbers are just going to get unwieldy, right? Like all f- well three of those four guys are going to make 20 million dollars next year right um and then tj warren's contract i think comes up after next year so <clears throat> as do a lot of people on the roster actually so it's going to be a rebuilding year in some sense anyway um following next season um so yeah and and the thing that i think that you would need if you were to trade Oladipo away is somebody to replace his playmaking ability. Obviously, nobody's going to give up a player of Oladipo's caliber, um, but somebody that can fill that role, that can handle the ball, take the pressure off of um, Brogdon uh, at some level, if you can. Or we just slide Aaron Holiday into that starting lineup and and let him go to work. One, one rumor I did hear mentioned was uh, Drew Holiday as a potential... Uh, trade back, which I thought would be amazing. Then we'd have all three we'd have, Holiday Brothers. Yeah. We'd have the whole set. Yeah, Gotta exactly. get them all, right? <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like because Vic's missed so much time, I mean, we're, we're kind of a five-seed without him, right? I mean, we played the better part of two seasons without him at this point, right? right. And we're not a bad team. Um, so I think, you know, building around that young core and picking up draft picks behind them um, and building up, I, I mean... It's not the worst thing that ever happened, um, and, and we could certainly find success. I mean, probably not going to get us to a championship, but you know, having Victor Oladipo probably wasn't going to get us to a championship either. So that's right. Um, the more player-centric trade that I saw from the Knicks was uh, Julius Randle, Dennis Smith Jr., and uh, this year's number eight. Um, do you like that any better? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, Dennis Smith Jr. I think is slightly better than Frankie Smokes, but not head and shoulders above him. So I'd rather have two. Yeah, so I think two first rounds in Frankie Smokes is more valuable than one first rounder and Dennis two Smith Jr. Reasonable right? role players. Right. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. But the thing is that they had. I think Randall has to be a part of that trade package because they have to make salaries match because both teams are over the cap. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Hopefully that's an expiring contract. I didn't look him up. I didn't either, but um, I have no idea. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fine player. Yeah. He's a, he'd actually be a really nice bench piece if he was okay with starting or coming off the bench, you know. 
Yeah, he got, got signed a three-year, sixty-two million dollar deal. Oh, Knicks. Jeez. Right. Exactly. And where's where's Old Depot on his contract? Last year, next year is his last year. Okay. So he'd be a rental for the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like some of these uh, some of these teams are willing to to take a chance on that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe he'll fall in love with the. Uh... I couldn't do it with the Knicks. <laughs> Can't even say the sentence. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, honestly, this would be a terrible trade for the Knicks. But that doesn't mean they're not going to do it to the Knicks, right? Correct. Sure. Yeah. That makes it more likely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I guess you know, what I'm really hoping is that, uh, you know, all this is, uh, you know, hope these are just, you know, speculation and, and rumors. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the players that we have uh, are happy and they want to stay and we can give them, you know, the money they want and then, you know, give them the success they want and, and the culture is good. But uh, but if it's not, then we should uh, we should part ways. We should move on and, and get back what we can because, uh, you know, people. You know these these players of a certain caliber can can do kind of what they want. So um, you know there's lots of you know if, if Victor's unhappy, you know there are lots of teams that you know would be very interested in him. So um, and uh, so, but I hope he sticks around for sure. Um, I hope this is the last time we have to to address Oladipo trade rumors. But uh, we shall see. Joey calling for his immediate trade. It's on the record. Right. <laughs> exactly. I think you read that the wrong yeah. way. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Other uh, other news. Uh, NBA Finals are uh, plugging right along. They are not done yet. We were recording on Sunday. Um. So game. Six is tonight, right? Yep. Um, Lakers are up three to two. Uh, games um, uh, three and four were, were won. Uh... No, wait. The the Heat won game three. Jimmy Butler right. went wild, had a 40-point triple-double. Yes, yes. Uh, Heat won that. And then, then the Lakers came back and won a hard-fought game five that went down to the wire uh anthony davis Oof. hit a clutch three-pointer towards the end there to seal that one off uh and then the heat uh won game five right uh, in dramatic yeah. fashion yeah yeah lakers game one one game four and the Correct. heat won game five yep and that was yeah, game five was uh of course elimination game uh for the for the heat and uh, at least jimmy butler uh, responded. There were a couple. Uh, Duncan Robinson had a great game as well. Um, I mean, I think on the Lakers side, LeBron and AD had had their games, but there was not uh, not a lot of help outside of that. Um, yeah, but, uh, I mean, KCP played okay. Um, yeah, actually, KCP had a couple key plays down the stretch in Game Four to win that game uh, for the Lakers. Hit a three and drove to the basket. Got a nice. Uh, layup or dunk i can't remember 
Um, and for, on the Heat side, uh, Kendrick Nunn woke up from his basketball coma uh, and actually played really good basketball in Game 5, providing a spark off the bench, um, driving to the bucket and hitting a couple threes that really made life tough for the Lakers. The key thing to watch, though, I think, um, going forward is how Anthony Davis deals with this um, heel injury, I guess, that he re-aggravated in Game 5. Um, so there was one play where he just kind of landed funny and basically couldn't walk um, and then sort of walked it off and came back in the game. It looked all right, but then later he aggravated it again. Um, and I think it's a heel contusion, which I think it's a bone bruise in his heel, um, which that's just a thing that just takes time to heal. And I don't know if there's any way to like brace against, you know, aggravating that. Like, I guess don't land on your heel. <laughs> right. The only way to get to not aggravate it, yeah. but just don't put any weight on that while you play basketball, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the so, good news is that it's not probably the type of injury that's likely to lead to you know some further injury, right? Right, right. Um, it is what it is, and it hurts, but you know you can play through it. Yep. Uh, I'm sure that the Lakers are hoping to get more out of their bench after Game Five. The Heat go with a seven-man route in Game Five. Uh. I mean, when they're running their players that hard, you know, Kuzma, Rondo, and and really Caruso, they 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 need to be able to win some matchups late in games against some tired Heat players, right? Um, Boy, yeah. like uh, uh, Butler was gassed <laughs> too. Uh, yeah. I thought at some, I thought at some point at the end of uh, uh, Game Five that the referees were gonna have to like ask him to, you know, after like a you know foul at the bucket, they're gonna, I thought they were gonna have to ask him to, uh, you know go to the free throw line because he was he was taking his sweet time which i get it he, he was just completely exhausted uh, he, played, he played all but 48 seconds of uh, yes i get basketball. it basketball i get so. it and he was super good man i mean as mm-hmm. a pacers fan that's been gutted by jimmy butler many times back when he was on the bulls and of course in this first round series this year uh, not the biggest jimmy butler fan but God, does that guy fight hard? Like, oh yeah, you gotta respect the way that he he comes to the game. Uh, crusty mustache and everything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> See the uh, just the second guy to have two triple dubs, thirty point triple dubs in a finals. I don't know. Is that Next right? Yeah, Bron, I think. So. Wow. Yeah, I think that's rarefied air. Also had five steals in that game. Yeah, he was Jeez. everywhere. Yeah. Um, me, uh, bad news going into game six. It looks like Dragic is going to be doubtful and uh, Davis probable. So the Lakers are definitely going to be looking to close the door tonight. Yep, for sure. Yeah, who do you – have you guys been watching these games? And if so, who do, who do you find yourself rooting for when you're watching them? I've been I've been rooting for the Lakers. You have okay. Yeah, I also I, I like Ben. I hate myself for it. Yeah. But. Okay. I feel like I weirdly have been rooting for the Heat. I don't know why, but just as I'm watching the game, I'm like wanting them to score. I don't know. 
I mean, objectively, I should, right? I mean, they, they play so hard. This has been a really magical postseason run for them, right? I mean, just really outperforming expectations. Um, they should be an easy team to root for, but right. I still hate them. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, and it seems like when Anthony Davis is out there, like he just seems like he has a cheat code, right? Like mm-hmm. he's so big and you know dominant offensively and then defensively he's like guarding guards one-on-one and hanging with them and then blocking their shot at the rim it's like this isn't fair and then of course lebron james is you know bigger stronger faster more talented (laughs) and smarter than everybody on the floor so it's like this doesn't seem like a fair matchup but uh they're gonna know it's pretty interesting yeah, the Heat have been playing just a phenomenal brand of basketball. And, uh, you know, we've been lucky to, I mean, the, the bubbles just continues to be, um, you know, the best part of 2020. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Absolutely. The, fl- the fly in the bubble. The fly in the bubble. That's all we got. <laughs> There's a... Uh, think i was looking at there was about around a 15 percent chance i think that you know uh predictions are that that uh, the heat can pull us out and have to win of course games six and seven um but they've uh you know overperformed in the bubble yeah so i think they get it in the electoral college (laughs) (laughs) um and i'll tell you what uh um uh, LeBron was his. He was not happy after after the game. You know, after you know, it's being you know, he wants the championship and and uh, uh, he wants it bad. And um, you know, I think he probably you know, I I wouldn't want to disappoint that man if he, I was playing. He on shouldn't his. have. He shouldn't have uh, signed Markeith Morris or Marcus oh. Morris, whichever one it was. Yeah. <laughs> did you see? Did you oh. see that play? So I did. It was. So it was the last it was, last play basically, and uh, LeBron drives into lane, draws all five heat defenders basically kicks it out to Danny green, uh, who short arms at three. And then Marquise Morris gets the rebound at like the elbow, basically um, could pass to any of four wide open Lakers, including LeBron uh, James. Yeah. And decides to loft the ball six feet over Anthony Dave, super tall ass Anthony Davis's arms. Uh, into the is not into the crowd to do and he was just like "Uh, what (laughs) (laughs) so like lebron is gonna have these nightmares um you know like the the uh what is that guy's name jr smith uh the boneheaded like rebound like Mm. didn't just lay it back up like pull it back out play and this and like yeah was was game three the one that he walked off early on? Might have been. I don't. Know. I didn't. I didn't see that one because we were yeah, recording. That, so. Stupid media headlines all about it. Sure. I mean, because you got to talk does, about something. It's going to be a headline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to still be rooting for the for the Heat when Victor Oladipo's there? <laughs> no, this is completely a temporary thing. So it's a like one-year deal. The one and only time that I'm championing <laughs> right now. I don't. I don't like seeing a smile on Pat Riley's face. No. 
If he'd just keep his face mask on, he'd save us a lot of trouble. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I mean, I still think the Lakers gonna, are going to get this. You know, uh, uh, LeBron and AD do, do a lot of damage themselves, and they got to go. Uh, they got some good role players. We know when Dwight Howard is 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 on his game, and um, Rondo. You know, when Rondo's on his game, uh, and Danny Green. Look, the guy. I would. I would be happy to let this guy take that shot again um yeah it's a 40 percent career shooter right and right you know mm-hmm. it it, it was the right shot absolutely right sure just sometimes they don't go down make or miss league right definitely yeah. yeah dwight howard has been very impressive throughout this series which is not a thing i thought i would be saying or if i was I thought I might, it, you know, it, it might be a sweep, right? Because when you're getting help unlooked for from guys like Dwight Howard, you would think the the Lakers would be taking this thing going away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dwight Howard, very physical, had a altercation with uh, Jimmy Butler, um, where they got wrapped up pretty good. Double technicals ensued. So look for uh, plenty of physicality and close out. Uh, in a potential elimination game six, it should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. For sure. If they're if they're able to muster the energy to fight, you know, on a seven man rotation, like you got to think twice if you're going to take a swing at somebody, you know. Muster the bench guys. Do you yeah, think you're smart enough? He would stub in like Myers Leonard or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> Get in there and rub some dudes up for like a play. Run the run the run the, run the, the special. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> That's what a Linux for. That's true. That's true. That's what his job is. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to see a Linux with the, with the title. Do you? Never. No. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, guess, I do want to see. I, I'd like to see Frank Vogel. I guess is the. I was just going to say the same thing. thing. Yeah. I was just going to say that. You know, I, I still am such a big Frank Vogel fan. And, um, you know, and maybe maybe what he needed all the time, you know, the whole time was, was uh, to have LeBron as a, his head coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it helps a lot of people. I agree. His tenure in Indiana, you know, might have been a different story if, uh, you know, a couple of small things had changed, you know, having LeBron in AD, you know. <laughs> Minor tweaks, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's going to be one of the great what ifs. <laughs> yes. What if LeBron James had chosen Indiana when he made the decision? Taking my talents <laughs> to the White River. <laughs> that would that would have been a surprise. You're going to throw them in, into the White River next to that like old <laughs> washing machine and soiled it's, mattress. It's much cleaner than it used to be <laughs> okay. in in some places. It's not the Gray River anymore? No, no, no. No. Um, other, other things around the league. Uh, the the uh, executive of the year came out um Lawrence Frank wins it for the Clippers um he's a 2019-2020 NBA basketball executive of the year hmm. you know of course the uh, the big 
the big move was uh, was bringing in uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, and uh, um, Paul George, and they uh, they had a great regular season. They did, um, and that's what this is for. So congratulations to Lawrence Frank. Do you think it's kind of like a consolation prize because all the other <laughs> GMs know he has to deal with uh, Paul George whining and asking out? Asking for a trade after a year. Oh yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's what the award is. Like he he put up with the most abuse. Mm. Pity vote. I feel like they've got to do something about their voting setup. I understand why they want to be able to you know unveil the MVP during the regular basketball season, right? Because there's hype and people care. Like nobody cares about executive of the year. Yeah, I agree. Like vote later. I mean, maybe the end result of that is just whoever wins the championship, their GM just wins every year. But, but they vote. Maybe that's the way it should. I mean, they voted at the end of the regular season. I think it's just a matter of when they unveil the Uh, the right for sure. And I'm saying that they should just wait until after the playoffs to vote for you know executive the year. That makes sense. And maybe some other stuff that's not MVP. Right. Yeah, there should be like a playoff specific awards, to, like most outstanding player of the playoffs. Or I guess I guess that's probably Finals MVP is basically what that is. But With like you could have an all boot. playoff team or something like that. Would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean the only well, I mean the the problem you got to deal with with that is is uh, some of the teams get eliminated early, so. But my recommendation is be on a better team right. or play or play better. <laughs> exactly. Be better. Mm-hmm. Be, be best. Be That's best. The lady yeah, says. There you go. I like Christmas. <laughs> Let's see where uh, Kevin Pritchard landed on this list. He got one third place vote. Which put him in one, two, three, seventeenth place, tied for seventeenth place with uh, Detroit, Utah, and Brooklyn. So, wait, Detroit? Somebody gave Detroit's GM a third place vote. Yep. I mean, for trading away Andre Derman. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's yeah, that's a good deal. I can't really argue with anybody above. Pat Riley was third place. Sam Presti was in second, and Pat Riley in third. What did Pat Riley do? Yeah. What do What do you do during the regular season? Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty annoying what they're getting out of those guys Signed right now. Signed Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero. Uh, Bam, Jimmy Butler. Drafted Bam Adebayo. It was, that was a rhetorical question, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you both had a lot of answers for that. <laughs> yeah. If they had voted after the season, Pat Riley would have won. Yeah, probably. Who, if Colson was able to vote for first, second, and third, who who do you think he would vote for? Uh, loves James Harden. 
Okay. So Houston. <laughs> so Maury. Okay. He likes the Knicks too, right? Uh, loves the Knicks. Yeah. So whoever they have. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm sure he'd feel pretty good about that Clippers pick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Love that Lakers super team. Uh, being also a big Paul George fan. So. How long has Frank been the at the Clippers? That's a good question. Not long, I don't think. A few years? I, I, I guess, like, I was, I thought he was a good coach when he was coaching, but he didn't last terribly long. Sure he think. did. He was, like, the coach of the Nets for, like, forever. Yeah, yeah. Went to the finals a couple times. Yeah. Was it, was it for You just long? forget because it's the Nets. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> just forget they exist sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you guys talk about Doc Rivers last week? Uh, hmm. Yes. I believe we did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Joey was all excited about uh, Brett Brown still being available. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, depends on who's uh, who our roster is. I, I, I like him as a coach. Yeah, well, since D'Antoni did not take that job, I'm... Uh, not hopeful that we're getting anybody but him at this point. <laughs> and there's still, I'm assuming, no Becky. no updates on the Pacers coaching search. Maybe we're talking to people. Okay, that's like good, right? I mean, talk is good uh, for a while. Just still thankful that we engaged in like a proper actual coaching search. Right. Gonna have to let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm no better. I, I'm no closer to understanding this process than I was last time. It seems like it's getting bigger. Uh, yeah. as, as time goes on, which is good and bad. But uh, and if they do up taking. Dan Tony, then it's just going to be like, well, that was our original knee-jerk reaction. So, what was the point of all this other stuff? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We still talking to still talking to Chauncey Billups. <laughs> I mean, what I'm seeing is that it's the at the same state that it was last week when we yeah discussed. They've interviewed done an initial round of interviews with like 15 different people or something like that. Yeah. Chauncey's uh, not interested until the second round. So. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I do when I interview for jobs. Like, oh no, no, I don't. I don't do the first round. Have you narrowed it to a short list yet? Uh, okay, no. Then I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, give me a call when you when you do. Exactly. He must have a much better agent than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, anything else uh, you guys got? It's uh. Nope. It's it's very exciting times and it's slow news times too. You know, all, all the focus is on the finals, but uh, you know, all the things do get uh, uh, you know, any little thing gets blown up and out of proportion because there's nothing else to talk about. So, you know, somebody uh, 
you know, somebody is rude or they, they slip of the tongue or they're, they're not happy all the time because they're, you know, a human being, then, uh, that can be, you know, looked down upon. Or Rick Ross threatens Dwight Howard. You got to talk about something. <laughs> I didn't, did that happen? Yeah, he was unhappy. He's a big Heat fan, so okay. unhappy with the altercation. Fine. I, I mean. <laughs> it's basketball. It, yeah. Dwight Howard, it, I mean, there's no, there's very few people in the NBA I'd like, I feel like I could hold my own against like in a, in, in a fight, but like Dwight Howard is not on that list at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even a little bit. Nope. Not even a little bit. All right, team, well, we're going to get out of here then. Uh, we'll be back with you next week, and we'll, we will be able to talk about the NBA champions, uh, Lakers or Heat. I think it's the Lakers. But uh, is that a bold prediction? <clears throat> no. Mm, that's fair. No. I had the uh, Lakers in six, so okay. obviously they will be winning tonight. Yeah, very nice. I had the sweep, so uh, which looked good until the, the Heat won their first game, and then – Yep, that's, that's correct. That, that is less busted. That yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's come here for the game. fell apart for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back with you next time. Uh, you can get in touch with us on social media. Uh, uh, until then, we're on Twitter at undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash theundebeatables. Our website is theunabeatables.com and there's a contact form there you can send us a message and we got an email address if you want to do that shout out at theunabeatables.com and we got t-shirts for sale and uh, shout out to Harper welcome back buddy good to have you back yeah. uh, and for our once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Slick Leonard turn out the lights Party's over. That's good. I like that one. Thanks. Shout out, Colson. Yeah. Shout out. Stay safe. We'll, we'll see you soon. Turns out in Denver, they just let anybody officiate a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you can you can get the, the permits on the internet these days. But yeah, you just need I don't know twenty bucks and a internet connection and. I mean, in Colorado. I mean, this is. I mean, look what look what mail in balloting gets you. Like you know, this is ridiculous. Uh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to. You don't even want to engage. Can't engage with that, man. (laughs) I just. I. It's fun, but like I saw these interviews this week of like people just just trash talking, like how saying that you know mail in balloting was all. You know, the whole thing was corrupt and then this and that and this and that and then you know when it's uh, mentioned that the president himself votes that way uh, the 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 gymnastics that are done to say that why that's okay Mm. uh, but it's not okay for other people I mean we've only been using mail-in balloting since the civil war so I think we need a little bit more study before we really know whether it works or not yep I was hundred fifty year sample set does not quite do it. I was happy the 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 post office by our house. I, I was like real concerned because on the outside, like where if you drive up to like drop off mail, they had gone from like two big boxes 
you know, which get emptied several times a day, but like they had gone from two huge ones to like one tiny one. Mm. And I'm like, this is, this is weird. Cause those big ones would, would still fill up sometimes, you know? And, uh, but I'm glad to report that they are back and there's two full size ones there again, new ones too. Mm. Shiny, shiny ones. They look nice. 